0: Welcome to the Shamrock English Podcast, produced by Shamrock Idiomas English Academy in Murcia, Spain. Improve your listening skills with entertaining conversations. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Shamrock English Podcast. Today I'm with Orn and Hannah and it's all about Eurovision.
1: Hello. Hello.
0: So did you watch Eurovision on Saturday night?
1: Of course, I did. We went all out pulled out all the stops mm-hmm. and hosted a Eurovision party. Okay. And we had our ballot sheets and we were putting down the points and we got right into it.
0: Yeah, excellent hosts, I have to say. <laughs> I was one of the lucky invitees.
1: And so you did this together?
0: Indeed, yeah. yes. All right. <laughs> and both got the predictions completely wrong.
1: Well, completely wrong. I think we were right in what we were saying, to be honest. <laughs> so you disagree with
0: the, the rest of the voters?
1: Oh, completely. And I don't think we're the only ones either.
0: Let's see then, what, uh, what were your thoughts? Who do you think was the best?
2: Well, for me, the best was Austria. I really, really liked Who the Hell is Edgar? Because <laughs> it was wacky and different. And
1: the lyrics were I, I liked
2: the lyrics because I, there was actually a story to it. It wasn't just your usual blah about love and what else, true. <laughs> I was like, so I enjoyed that one.
0: Um, who the hell is Edgar in that song?
2: Edgall and Poe. Right.
0: I did. I did think so. Yes, I did think possessed so.
2: Possessed somehow the writer to write yeah. weird songs.
0: That is an interesting choice of uh, subject matter, isn't it? For their entry.
2: Yes. But I like that it was different. It was a good song to open with, mm-hmm. for sure. Although opening is always bad for the Eurovision. Everybody forgets the song. Yeah. When the time comes to vote, so
0: it's true. I'm glad they play that recap um, when it's all finished.
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: Because then you can get your thoughts in order and you know remember uh, what they were like. How do you know how they choose the order for the songs? I was wondering this actually.
1: Isn't it a draw? I think they just pull numbers and yeah. whatever number gets assigned a country.
0: So it's just completely random then.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, why would they have five or six ballads one after the other? I mean, that was <laughs> not a plan. They start with a good banger and then. What comes next was six ballads.
0: Yeah, that was a, a bit of a low point, um, I think for me. But what uh, what was your favorite one?
1: My favorite one, I mean, I knew that everybody was going to love Australia and everybody was going to love um what was the other one? Israel. Okay, but mine I had a soft spot for Belgium.
0: Oh it. Belgium. It was completely
1: different. Nobody had ever done an 80s kind of style funky pop song. I just it thought funky, that was wasn't out it? there. You know, were you slightly biased? No, but I knew that was going to come down to it. No.
0: (laughs) That didn't even cross my mind.
1: I mean, in fairness, every year that I watch it, I've never been a fan of Belgium's song. It just it never catches me. And I always want to, given, you know, family. Mm -hmm. But this year it was just it's different. I loved it.
0: It was different from the other entries, wasn't it? Exactly,
1: yeah. I mean, you have your crazies, you have your ballads and you have your... One's that kind of dwindle and they're forgettable, but this one was different. Hmm. No,
0: <laughs> and yes, convincing. Yes, no, I'm, I'm, it
1: wasn't.
2: It wasn't one of my favourites, but I suppose that's like, I, that, that's one of the things that makes Eurovision kind of fun. Yeah, you know, is that everybody has a different take on on basically everything because music yeah. is the one thing that it it either in, in somehow reaches you or it doesn't. So, yeah. it didn't. No,
1: <laughs> no.
0: And there are lots of different approaches to what kind of act uh, to put on because sometimes they go for the quirky act and with a kind of outlandish stage performance. Sometimes it's a very just mainstream act or sometimes they're sort of a slow ballad. Um, What what do you think Eurovision should actually be about in terms of the song choice?
1: Well, what I always understood was it was about the song itself, the songwriter, not the act that they put on. So it can be as quirky as they as they want, but at the end of the day, it should be a beautiful song that evokes something in you, and that if you're not actually watching it, you hear the song, and you're like, that's the winner. Mm-hmm. It should be like that. You shouldn't have to watch the stage. So it's which all about why, the music for you, then? Yeah, which is why I completely disagree with Israel. She spent half a minute dancing and doing gymnastics on stage. That's not a song competition for me at all. It was one of the biggest criticisms I remember when,
2: when I, I when I watched it with my family. I mean, we watched this every year growing up. This was like a major event. Um, and it was one of the few times where you'd get to hear people sing in different languages. And yeah. it was a very global thing even though it was just europe kind of but it felt like it felt that the, the world was so much bigger there's so many places connecting with each other through music and i mean way before the internet and and all these things it's like that was exciting for people i think
0: i felt that way as well yeah in, when i was in my teens mm-hmm. before youtube was really a thing yeah. you couldn't really you never heard these languages being spoken exactly some of them.
2: yeah <laughs> And then, for example, then after a while, it became basically about the, the showy, the kind of glitzy performance, stage yeah. performance aspect of the whole thing. And that's when, for for many people, I think it kind of lost a bit of its essence. Yes. So I think it shouldn't, it shouldn't be just about the show.
0: But do you think the, the show should play a part in it? Do you actually mm, take that into consideration?
1: I think that should be the halfway, the the halfway mark, when they have that big act from previous years, just like they did this year, that should be where the big oomph is, not the actual songs themselves. Right. You shouldn't put so much um, effort into the stage performance. For example, Germany, they were famous, and they were headline acts or uh, opening acts for Iron Maiden. So they clearly oh. had money, and they put that into the show. You could see the difference between all the other acts. And the the ones comparing to, let's say, Serbia, who are just a teenage group, they don't, they're not that famous and they didn't have as much money to put into the lights and the sound effects and all that kind of stuff. And you could clearly see that. And didn't, I think that was a disadvantage.
2: Didn't do them any good though, did it? All the money and all the, the extra show stuff. I mean, they, still, they were still lost. It was terrible.
0: It was <laughs> I well,
1: did well. like them though, in fairness. But, yeah.
0: Serbia, was Serbia the one that uh, was like that video game?
1: Yeah, that was the okay. one. Okay, yeah. I, I really
0: liked that one. I thought Same. it was, I thought it was quirky. Yeah, it was out there. Part of it was due to the the dancing, and yes. the the act. Yeah, I was definitely swayed by that.
2: I mean, I think the whole, the, the part where it was just about the song that has gone out the window ages ago. So I think it's nice to have a bit of a show. Mm. I think it's it's nice to see, I don't know, weird hairdos and and mega long nails and and. It's it's fun to watch. It's kind of like a, a theater performance m- meets a, a musical and a bit of a concert, and it's all mashed together. And then there's Eurovision.
0: <laughs> it's,
2: it's it's weird in its way, but it isn't what it was, which is okay, I suppose. Nothing stays the same forever.
0: Um, now you were saying earlier that you really enjoyed Italy's performance.
2: I thought Italy was good. I liked the song. It wasn't. Really? A, yes, I did. Actually, he was like, I think I had him number two or three. Wow. Number two? <laughs> hmm? Oh, dear. I can't oh, I even remember my, the song. <laughs> my, favorites were, <laughs> I'm sorry. my favorites were Austria, Italy,
1: and Australia.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Austria, okay. Mine were Moldova, Australia, and Belgium. And I had a soft spot for France as well because I do like a good ballad. And that, for me, was the only good ballad out there.
2: I thought the French act was good, even though I didn't really understand anything. I don't speak any French whatsoever, but I enjoyed that it was French. Yeah. Mm. It was was authentically French. Elegant. It was, yes.
0: That's what I liked about the French one It's also what I liked about the Spanish one, because to me it was so Spanish (laughs) in an, in a kind of exotic way.
2: Until the chorus. Uh, You see, I listen to what people sing. If I can understand it, and I was like, no, I'm I'm not feeling it. So it
0: was the lyrics that the lyrics, you and off that one.
2: Uh, I don't want to insult anybody, so I'm just gonna bite my tongue here. It's like I really I thought that was dreadful.
0: Ooh, <laughs> ouch! <laughs> <laughs> strong, strong words, and that's um, that's
2: the moderated version,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. I just like that kind of um, sound. I guess that uh, mm-hmm. flamencoy kind of. I guess that's Andalusian, isn't it? The style, yeah. would you say? Yes. I guess it's quite stereotypically Spanish um, and it's it was so different from any of the others because it was so representative of Spanish style music that no other country would be able to produce that.
2: They incorporated traditional parts of flamenco music and then other parts yeah, I was just class. like, yes, I was like, yeah. I didn't, ugh, no, not for but me. I
1: think they could have thought about it twice and maybe changed a few things around.
2: But the curious thing about the Eurovision lately is as well, sometimes people go to a lot of trouble to kind of select something that's authentic from the country and then they do really poorly in the voting. Other times they say, oh, let's make it fun, but that really didn't go down well. Um, Another year they present somebody singing a ballad and that was horrible as well. Mm -hmm. So it's curious to see that every year it's, you can't really predict what people fancy that year. Yeah,
0: that's a good point.
2: So, for example, the the Time Portugal one with this really slow song. I can't remember which year that was. It was like two or three years ago. It was ago. about two
0: or three years
1: ago, yeah. I never understood how that one.
0: Nor, nor could But I. I liked it. I did not get the hype around that song. But I liked it. Adults. It was
1: different. It was a break from the
2: that particular year. It's like there was no, I don't know, big, loud, dramatic voices. It was just so calm. And I liked it. And that kind of interested people that year mm. you yeah. try the same thing the next year and it There's won't it work. <laughs> that work
0: i think i like i like the fact that it was possible for that to win that yes. year. yes yeah you know it shows you that people's tastes mm, you know they vary and sometimes they do just go for the music and mm-hmm. the emotional performance but that wasn't for me it was like italy this year i just found it so boring i was shouting at the television <laughs> it's so boring three minutes every time those- they
1: won or got 12 points it's like why, why? <laughs> there were so many better songs out there, and I enjoyed
2: also that, like on the stage, for example, the the Italian singer. It was him, and I don't think there was much else going
1: on. It was him singing his song, and that was it. He did have a fantastic voice. I mean, but I think that's all he had going for him, really. Maybe it was a matter of actually understanding what he was saying. Maybe it would touch you a little bit more.
0: I don't know, really. For me, that that never really matters. I don't listen to the lyrics of songs, even when they're in English, to be honest with you, to me, it's just, I just listen to the music and, and that's it. But I do like, I do like it when a country presents a song in its own language.
2: So why, why have people stopped doing that? I think it's because they rarely win and they know that if they have any bit of a chance. But at the very beginning of the Eurovision, most of the winners sang in French it wasn't English. Because of, the, because
0: of the countries that were taking part, happened to have French as their native language.
2: But then there were also, there were Dutch winners singing in Dutch and there were Danish singers singing in Danish and they did win, um,
0: if I'm not mistaken. This all changed. So Eurovision started in 1956, in 1956 it started, 1965 was when Sweden first just decided to sing a song in English. And so that caused a bit of outrage, apparently. And the following year, they banned countries from singing in a language out uh, that wasn't a native language of their country. And they've been going back and forth on this rule over the decades. Mm-hmm. So they removed the rule in 1973 um, after complaints from the Nordic countries, apparently, because they seemed to think that it was putting them at a disadvantage uh, because their language was not as attractive to uh, the other countries in Europe. And Germany is. (laughs) Well, well, I don't know. I think think the Nordic languages sound lovely. And then what happened was, I think there were a few victories in a row that were in English. So they reintroduced the rule in 1977. So from then on, they had a period where there was, you know, diverse countries in singing in different languages, still winning Eurovision. But come the 90s, Um, As you will know, um, Ireland had a lot of wins Mm -hmm. and the UK was coming second a lot. So then I think they they saw it as an advantage that we were able to sing in English.
2: Because that's what everybody hears on the radio. So it's more familiar to people and it
1: might resonate more with... Exactly.
0: Right. And in the 90s, I guess, things were getting more globalized and it was Mm -hmm. still before widespread use of the internet but english was probably more on the brink of it yes yeah
2: and it was on the radio everybody listened to i mean i most of my childhood i listened to songs in english okay
0: yeah so apparently in 1999 that's when they took away this rule again and allowed everyone to sing in
2: whatever language whatever language
0: they they wanted so i guess that's led to this situation where a lot of countries just sing in english
2: but then curiously i mean the ukraine won a few times now i think they've won twice or three times. And they sing in a language that most of us don't understand. Let's be fair. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I didn't understand Portugal, they won. So I think when the song's just right, it really doesn't matter whether you understand them or you don't. So I think just go for it, sing in your own language as much as you can.
0: Yeah. I don't see why that should be a a disadvantage to, to an entry. I mean, you know. To me, it adds to the charm. It, it shows you the diversity in Europe, linguistic diversity. Um, and I just think it's cool as a cultural thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So would you say that countries should perform in their own language or.
2: I think they should at least perform parts of it in their own language. If they want to, to sing a little bit in English to make other people understand what it is they're singing about, or maybe to have like the the chorus, maybe they sing it in English once and then once in their own language or something like that. I don't see that there's anything wrong with it, but there should be some kind of element that identifies them as where they're from.
1: Yeah. I think that if they sing in English one year, they shouldn't sing in English the following year. There should be a balance or take that approach a little bit in English, a little bit in their own or the majority of their own language in the song. But if they do choose to sing in English one year, they shouldn't be going every single year singing in English. Otherwise, where is the euro in it if they're just going to sing in (laughs) English?
2: The no repeating thing brings us to another point of like the fact that, for example, the winner this year won before. Mm. The fact that Ireland had a repeat singer at some point in history as well. Should people be allowed to repeat or should they just make way for somebody different
1: and new? I would say... I'd like to say that they should be allowed because of what happened with Johnny Logan and with Ireland having won three <laughs> times in a row. However, I am of the opinion that they shouldn't. Mm. They shouldn't be allowed. They should allow other people to have their opportunity and take their chance. Because it does make people famous. I mean, they're... Exactly. They have is that title. kind
2: of springboard for people who've previously not really been heard of.
0: Is that only if they win or if they do terribly as well? Because uh, I don't know what's going to happen to Lord of the Lost now, the German entry or <laughs> May Muller in the UK after their, the way they were received.
2: Probably only if you win. That's kind of the way of all kind of competition, really. We always remember the winners and maybe the, the ones who got close, but that's about it. But that's just life.
0: Why would you want to be seen to send the same act twice Exactly,
1: why would you want to take that risk?
2: Have you got nobody else?
1: Exactly, (laughs) yes. And Sweden always do wonderfully and they always send fantastic songs. They have the acts to send. Why they're relying on somebody who's already won and who is as famous all around the world for her song, why would they send it as a sure thing? I don't think that was very fair. I do think that there was other reasons why they won. And I don't think it mattered if the whole world voted all over for the public vote. I think that it was a little bit swayed because of what's happening next year in Ah. Sweden. Sweden is going to host the 50th anniversary of ABBA. And I think it's a little bit...
2: You think it's a strange coincidence. Yes, <laughs> in
1: some way. And also now they have the, the seven wins, just like Ireland. So I think that kind of swayed the votes in such a way so that there will be a little bit more of excitement. And so you tension. think it's rigged? To a certain extent, yes. For the, the actual votes, the, the real Eurovision judges, I think it does come down to it a little bit. But the people vote, I'm not so sure. I was very surprised by the people this year.
0: Well, these are some scandalous allegations coming out of uh, here today. <laughs> <laughs> we will see how this unfolds in the future. I mean,
2: the vote, the, the public vote, they can't possibly influence. I mean, that no, would have been not. just somebody sending messages. But Sweden did get enough of the, the judges' votes hmm. that the people True. couldn't I always wonder it. who
0: these judges are anyway. I nobody I
2: mean. knows. Isn't that a bit of a mystery?
0: I remember reading this vague description of them being music uh, professionals from the music industry or something. But it's very hush hush. Nobody really knows. And where are they? Are they there like on the night or are they in an office somewhere? Do they seem
1: to be on the panel up at the top.
0: They're actually at it, uh, sitting. I'd say. I don't know. We don't we don't see these people. No. We don't see their workings out. Their...
2: saw <laughs> so just one of them.
1: But I can't remember his name. He's the president of it all, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's him.
0: Yeah, over the years they've had a mix of jury and televoting, or just televoting, or just jury. Do you think any system would provide fair results?
1: We had a discussion about this yesterday. Whether they should just leave it down to the public? Completely. Yes. I took issue with that. I don't think that would go down very well. I think, um, given population of certain countries, that could sway it just a little bit. And I think as well. People could just vote because of social media, a rumor would get around and say, let's vote for the worst one, just because we can. Mm. And it would take away from the essence of what Eurovision is. And I think it would go down a rabbit hole and it wouldn't work.
2: I had a very similar conversation with my husband because I was about to to, to vote thinking that on the app it's for free Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not. So it's about a euro and I was like, Yeah, I'm I don't think I'm voting. Call me cheap. But it's like I, I wasn't that into it. No, <laughs> yeah, but then who, who is bothering?
0: Like who is paying to vote for I have a no different idea. country?
2: But then the idea is it's like it should be for free. Should it be for free? Because then you would really get an awful lot of people voting.
1: Just for the just sake, for sake, of sake of it. Just yeah.
2: to take the Mickey, really. And then it's it's just a farce. So I suppose they do you have to have some kind of professional ish yeah. panel deciding more or less who did well
0: but they only i don't know if you remember but they did only have televoting until i think 2009 when they brought the jury back because
1: I uh, didn't realize it was that recent
0: yeah cuz i remember the year that terry wogan uh left terry wogan is like this well he's dead now but this veteran like eurovision presenter in the mm-hmm. uk he was he's irish but he he, is, yeah. he's, he was always famous in the UK very visible on, on our screens as well and he was presenting Eurovision or doing the commentary since 1980 so since 1980 to 2008 I think he stood down and he, he was outraged by just how predictable the votes were mm-hmm. and how cliquey the, the voting was um, so I that's remember why that. they brought back um, the jury yes. the year after. As a result, it
2: was always a very geopolitical kind of voting system. Yes. It's like the neighbors voted for each other, and so that was always a bit weird. I have to say, so I do think it's better to kind of give a general panel there a bit of a bit of say in the matter. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it makes a mockery of the whole process.
2: <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think we should take it too serious either. I mean,
1: it is just a spectacle.
0: Well, that's true. Yeah. So- yeah.
1: At the end of the day, yeah. Yes. I mean, how we will still keep going with our parties, but in order to get that much involved where we go and vote, <laughs> perhaps not. No. no.
2: I do think it's great that they introduced semifinals, though. Do you? Yes, because I think it's it's very long as it is. I mean, yeah. I remember it being a long night every time I watched it as a child. Yeah. But I mean, it is a very long program. Mm. So the fact that there are semifinals and, and people are kind of eliminated because well, it's
1: just not not up to scratch and no so, yeah. <laughs> i'm i'm okay with that do you think that the semi-finalists the the, the top 5 of the semi-finalists i didn't quite make it do you think that they should take part in it in some way no you're out you're
2: out i think it's like any competition you have a knock, knockout round and you don't make it well better luck next time
1: <laughs> i just think if they want to keep it okay yes they can't compete but to keep the euro side of it the european side of it and have everybody still part of it in some way shape or form i think that would be nice to keep it all inclusive
2: i see where you're coming from but i suppose it would be too big too long
1: probably
0: yeah how many how many countries actually get knocked out phase? quite a few
1: i'd say yes yeah
0: because it was already how how long was it
1: it was 26 countries
0: 26 countries how long was the program about four hours or so
1: yes about that
0: yeah I mean yeah it would be going on for six or seven hours can you <laughs>
2: <laughs> nobody would want to watch it it would lose the kind of I don't know it, for, for me four hours loses its appeal I watched the performances and after everybody had performed I kind of switched off for a while and then uh, a little while back I, I turned the <laughs> the stream back on <laughs> and it's like oh oh they're voting now all right let's have a look
1: at the votes
0: i really do like the voting part especially uh, the voting when, when they when they go to the different countries yeah yeah um i, don't, I get this sense of how big the program is because mm. you can see them broadcasting from you know different corners of europe with these different and australia um, and Australia. <laughs> um with these built you know strange architecture in the background um, from different cities.
2: I mean, I think it's one of the few programs that that we have where you actually see so many different countries involved in something that's not sports. Because mm. it's that's always sports. It's always football or Olympics or something like that. So it's like this very global European music thing. Not not just Europe anymore, but... No,
1: but in the essence... But, but
2: it connects yeah. an awful lot of people through something not related to sport. And I think that's great.
0: So what do you think the competition actually means to Europe? What what effect does it have?
1: On Europe?
0: Yeah. Zero. Okay. <laughs> I think it unites <laughs> us for
1: the night, but I don't think it goes much further than that. People wake up on Sunday and everything is just back to normal. We had that one night where we were all united through music yeah. and it's beautiful. But I think that's as far as it would go
0: okay well i i thought that um maybe there was something deeper going on here well so you say in the moment you know during the program yes i think
1: it brings us it it brings it home to us that we are together in certain aspects and i i do appreciate the fact that people do come together and it's all through music and it's all through celebration i i love that aspect of it i do wish in to a certain extent that it would last a little bit longer not on the night four (laughs) hours is plenty but I do wish it did go on for a few months throughout the year something Mm. similar to um got talent or idol but not week in week in week in but to a certain extent every so often um two months later you do the first semi-finals two months later you do the semi-finals and then
2: spread it out like a championship
1: yeah a little bit more like that but I'm a diehard fan of Eurovision. <laughs> I mean, I would love that. Considering just like your point, there is football every day of the year and there is a wealth of competitions that you can just tune into and keep up with and you can you can support your country all year round.
2: Mm.
1: Why not do that with music? Why not stretch it out just that little bit more?
2: I think that's a good point, especially if the acts were new acts and like kind of artists just starting out and trying to make a name for themselves i think it doesn't make sense if they're already fully well-known megastars or or artists in their country i think then it should be really something more like a talent show mm-hmm. for, for...
0: well then we would probably get rid of a lot of the the wacky crazy uh, acts that we that we tend to see
2: which can't be done because that has become such an integral part of the competition you cannot take the color the the flamboyant
1: <laughs> um, wild part out of your vision at this stage but well, we were living to see which ones were going to be wacky and crazy and quirky just by judging by the name saying okay it's going to happen it's going to be quirky and then it just turned out to be another ballad So we were living for that but perhaps they
2: shouldn't be so wacky all the time. Or well, they just need to make a different kind of competition, keep the Eurovision and then come up with a different talent show. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because that was, the, that was the point in the first place, as you were saying, that um, it was like an experiment, wasn't it? To see if they could broadcast.
2: Yeah, it really wasn't about, it wasn't that big, the, the music wasn't that big a deal, I don't think. It was simply an experiment to see if they could broadcast one particular show to so many different countries simultaneously.
0: Yeah, I get the impression it was almost an accident that it became a So popular, contest.
1: exactly. Yeah, little um, did they know what was going to happen. Yeah,
0: the beast <laughs> that it's become. So, I don't know, maybe they could make use of that um, broadcasting area to produce other programs, but then, I don't know, maybe it would um, take something away from the specialness of Eurovision. Mm.
1: Maybe Perhaps. it is time for a change or a twist or something different.
0: I think the UK should um, put a little twist on it and for once send an act that's not in English can you imagine they could sing in
2: Welsh (laughs) they could
0: do yeah why not?
2: or in in Scottish Gaelic
0: yeah No. that would definitely um, change things up a bit yeah they would get some kind of different reaction for doing that Mm -hmm. I'm pretty
2: sure
1: they do well
0: Am am I right in thinking that Ireland sent an act once that was singing in Irish yeah
1: they did yeah in the past 10 or 15 years they did whether it was well-received, I can't remember, I was far too young.
0: I think that would be a nice idea to promote minority languages as well. They should.
1: Definitely. I wholeheartedly agree with that.
0: Maybe a bit strange for English teachers to be saying that we, should, <laughs> we shouldn't send one in English. But, um... but
1: there
2: is more out there than just English. Exactly. Whether we speak it or like it is a different story. It's like, but there's more.
0: Indeed. Well, yeah, we'll see how the next one goes. And I look forward to um, the next Eurovision party.
2: Maybe I'll join you next time.
0: Yeah, look forward to my invitation. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Shamrock English Podcast. We hope you found it enjoyable. Remember to like and subscribe and keep an ear out for our next episode. Bye.